Come on, give it up for the video. That was... Here's the deal, too. We love millennials here uh, at the church. Uh, trust me. But um, today, we're just going to talk about some simple things about... Uh, raising up the next generation. We believe at Elevate Church in the next generation, and uh, we feel a responsibility in our soul uh, to help raise up a godly, a godly, let me put that really clear, a godly next generation. And, um, you know, I wrote this down that to raise up kids, it doesn't just take a great mom. It takes a great mom, okay? It takes a great dad, but we need a great moms, we need great dads, we need great aunts and uncles, we need great youth pastors, we need great kids pastors, and we need great church people, okay? And the reality is this, is that I am here today because somebody from every category I just talked about influenced my life. There was aunts and uncles, moms and dads, grandparents, people at my church, Lots of different people that invested and poured into my life to help me become who I am. So today we're going to talk about five things that I learned from my mom uh, growing up. And I want to make sure that we understand it applies to all of us, okay? We're all in this. When we see uh, one of the brown boys at our church, we don't go, well, that's just Matt and Jackie's kids. No, that's our kids, okay? We're all together in this, okay? We believe that when a child is a part of Elevate Church, they're a part of our family, okay? And it's our responsibility to love them, to pray for them, to help take care of them, and to help invest into their life. And so um, we're going to jump into it, okay? Number one thing I learned from my mom was this, okay? I love you doesn't always mean I agree with you, okay? I love you doesn't always mean that we agree. And we live in a world right now that is being divided on this topic of do you believe in, believe in me and do you agree with me politically? Do you agree with me in my lifestyle? Do you agree with what I throw out on social media? Do we agree in these areas? Because if we don't agree, then that obviously says that you don't love me. And the reality is it's the exact opposite. There are times in life that my mom would tell me all the time, like, listen, Jeff, I love you, but you're an idiot right now. You know what I mean? You're, you're a moron right now. Come on, Jeff, I need you to wake up. We didn't always agree. Let me share this verse with you. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 through 7. It says this, that love is patient, love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud, nor is it rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not intolerable. It keeps no records of being wrong. It doesn't rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Truth wins out. Love never gives up and never loses faith. It always hopes and endures through every circumstance in life. Um, I'm going to share a little story. Um, a few years ago, um, Matt and Levi, aren't they hilarious? Can we give it up for Matt and Levi? I mean, that video this morning was awesome. They are just tremendous men of God. We love them so much. And um, a few years ago, um, quite younger, they uh, started an internship program with me and my wife, Jess. That's when we lived in Dayton. And um, I remember this one Wednesday night. It was literally like an hour before youth group was going to start. And Matt and Levi were like, hey, can we sit down with you real quick? And I'm like, sure. Like, you know, we're going to talk about service, something up, you know. And they're like, um, so here's the deal. They're like, um, we've been doing worship 
in the youth group for like the last two years. And now that we're moving into this new season uh, as interns, we just feel like our season and our time is done with worship. So tonight's going to be our last night doing worship. And I was like, cool, yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'll see you out there. You know what I mean? So we go out, we have service, we do worship. You know, it's a great Wednesday night. And um, afterwards, I'm like, hey, Matt, Levi, um, you want to go grab some pizza? And they're like, uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm buying. They're like, yeah, we're totally in now. You know what I mean? So we go and we get pizza and we're smashing this pizza. And then we go to Levi's house and we're just like hanging out, having a good time talking. And, uh, and then I was like, so you guys had a good night? They're like, yeah. They're like, you know, we're super glad that like our season of worship is done and we're moving on into bigger and better things. Like we're going to be, you know, in this new leadership capacity. And I was like, yeah, on that note. And then I was like, Whoa! I was like, hey, are you serious? You talked to me like an hour before service. I was like, you think your time with worship is done? Your time is done when I say it's done. You know what I mean? I was like, who are you to come to me and tell me an hour before service that you're done with worship? I'm like, you are not done with worship. And I mean, it it was a little crazy, and then it got real sweet at the end. You know what I mean? And it was just one of those moments that I had to teach them. Listen, I love you. I love you with all my heart. I got your back. I believe in you. I believe in your future and your potential and all of who you are. But here's the deal. I don't agree with you right now. I don't agree with this decision. I don't believe that you've really heard from the Lord. I think you've heard from your flesh. I think you've heard from what you just want to do in this moment. So here's the deal. I'm going to love you through this moment, and it might not feel like love, But the truth is, it really is love. And it's what you need in this moment, in this time. Sometimes it's really hard and really uncomfortable to tell somebody exactly what they need. Can I get an amen? Okay. It's it's not easy. Okay. And I think we have a generation right now that, and I, I know it's a fine balance. I want my kids to love me. And I want to have a relationship with them. And I want them to have fun with me. But at the same time, they got to know that mom is mom and dad is dad. And when mom says something or when dad says something, we might not always agree with you, but we love you and we know what's best for you. We're full of the Holy Spirit. We hear from God. We know who you are. And we're helping you to become all that you're called to be in Jesus' name. So sometimes we got to choose to love, but we don't always agree. Number two is this. My mom had a crazy discerning spirit, okay? A crazy discerning spirit. Um, I'll never forget one time I got picked up from school early, which at any point in your life that you're in school and you get picked up early, you're like, praise God, thank you, Jesus. The Lord has come back today, you know? And uh, they picked me up. My mom and dad picked me up uh, early from school. And um, I was like, hey, what are we doing? They're like, we're going to go out to eat. Again, going out to eat. And they're like, where do you want to go? And like back in the day, I loved Ponderosa. Anybody remember Pondo? 
Back in the day, a little Pondo buffet, you know what I mean? Some chicken wings, some steak tips. I mean, yeah, they had an ice cream bar. I mean, like, seriously, if you're a high school boy, that's like a dream come true, okay? All right? So we go to Pondo, have a good meal. We're driving, and I'm thinking like we're going back to school because, honestly, this is something my mom and dad would do every once in a while. It was really cool. They would just pick us up take us to lunch, and then take us back to school so we didn't have to eat, like, nasty cafeteria food. It was just a cool moment. So we're driving back, and all of a sudden, like, I realized we're not going back to school. And I'm like, where are we going? They're like, oh, you can just have the rest of the day off. We're going home. And I'm like, yes, this is the greatest day ever. You know what I mean? Like, thank you, Jesus. And so we drive back home. We get home. And, and um, all of a sudden, I hear my mom and dad, they're like, hey, um, can you come to the kitchen real quick? And so I walk into the kitchen, and I'm like, in my mind, this day is going so well, nothing could go wrong. I'm thinking, like, do you make me a pie, haven't you? Like, there's going to be a beautiful pie, like, waiting for me right now. And so I walk in, and they're at the kitchen table, and they're in their seats that we have discussions. You know what I mean? And so as soon as I walk into the kitchen, I look, and they're in their seats where we have discussions, and my heart, like, just drops. I'm like, this is a trap. This has been a trap all day. This is a setup. And then my mom pulls out these two shoe boxes, and I knew instantly they were my shoe boxes. I had two shoe boxes that I hid in our attic, and they were full of gangster rap, okay? Listen, and I'm like the whitest white kid, suburbs kid you've ever met, you know what I mean? But I loved gangster rap, and like, I had Tupac, and Biggie, and Master P, and Silk the Shocker, and just, and you're like, who are these crazy people you're talking about? And so I had these shoeboxes full of all these rap CDs, and my mom was like, I found the rap CDs. I'm like, yeah, you did? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, and instantly I was like, how did you find it? She goes, well, I was praying this morning, and the Lord told me, Jeff, attic. And I was like, are you serious? I'm like, no, one of my brothers told you. She's like, no, Jeff. She goes, the Holy Spirit tells me everything. You can never get away with anything. And I'm like, God, I hate you so much, you know? But listen, I'm so glad that my mom had a discerning spirit. And you better hope that you have a discerning spirit. And you better pray that you have a discerning spirit. And, and my hope is this, that you have a discerning spirit regardless if they're five or they're 14 or they're 25. It doesn't matter. Listen, if they're your kids, you're there in their lives for a reason, okay? And and. And I got to say, especially in this moment, in this time that we're living in, parents, can I just throw out a word to you? Smartphones, okay? They are like the devil in your hand. It is like taking bullets and putting it in a gun and giving it to the devil. We have to be full of the Holy Spirit. We got to have a discerning spirit. We got to be able to hear the Lord and go, you know, yeah, there's something about that person. Or even sometimes, like, there are times that in my discerning spirit, because I totally got it from my mom, that I can just look at somebody and I can just read their countenance. 
You know, there was times, and, and just like on one side that my mom could, you know, bust out some sin patterns in my life, there was times that my mom, I could just walk in the door, and she knew that I had a really rough day. She just had a discernment to know that, you know what, that day, you know, I, I just needed some extra attention from mom. I needed some love from mom. Having a discerning spirit is so incredibly important as we raise kids so that we can hear from the Lord and know exactly where to take them, okay? Number three, okay? Number three is this, okay? In our house, my mom taught us obedience brought blessing and disobedience brought punishment sometimes. And anytime you use the word obedience and punishment, people just like... You know what I mean? It's just like everybody gets really tense really quick because these are words that we don't really like to hear all the time. Let me share a verse with you. Isaiah uh, chapter 1, verse 19 through 20 says this. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. My mom used to, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I heard this verse growing up. The willing and the obedient will eat the good things of the land. But verse 20 says, but if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Psalms chapter 51, uh, verse 10 and uh, 11 say this. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Verse 11, do not banish me from your presence. Do not take the Holy Spirit away from me. Um, Something that my mom showed me that I didn't enjoy growing up was that sometimes that she wasn't always going to bail me out. That I was going to have to learn that in life that when I was obedient, it brought blessing and it brought favor. And in seasons that I chose to be rebellious and do what I wanted, that I was going to have to eat the consequences of those decisions. And I think that sometimes we look at that and go, you know, that's harsh or it's mean. But as parents, as grandparents, as aunts, as uncles, as mentors, our job is to teach students and teach kids the word of God. And to teach them how the kingdom of God works. And this is how the kingdom of God works. That when we flow, just like we talked about last Sunday, flowing with the Holy Spirit, letting him guide and direct our lives. When we allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our lives, it brings us to a place of blessing and favor and goodness, and we do eat the good of the land. But when we choose to go, God, no, my plan is better than your plan, and I'm going to follow my direction and do what I want to do, there is only destruction waiting out there for us. And sometimes it's tough. I remember um, this might just be really, really simple things to you, but it was really profound for me growing up. I remember, um, uh, so we had a cleaning business uh, as a family growing up, and we didn't get paid for that. That was, we are a part of the family, so we all work together as a family. You have a blessing of being a part of a family, so you get to work. So then I wanted to make money on top of that to actually buy things, okay? So my first job was at Foot Locker at the Cherryvale Mall in Rockford, Illinois. I think I was 14 years old, and I love shoes. You know what I mean? It was like a match made in heaven. It was like, God goes, shoes, Jeff. Yeah, let's put those things together. 
35% off shoes. Yeah, there we go. You know what I mean? It was just, it was perfect setup. And, and I had this job, and I'll never forget the first time that, I mean, I was, like, legitimately sick. And I knew that, like, I can't, like, cough and hack and, like, blow yellow stuff on people, you know, as I'm trying to help them on a Saturday morning. And so um, I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, I'm really sick. I'm like, I can't go to work today. Can you, uh, can you call my manager? And she was like, uh-uh, ain't happening. And I'm like, Mom, I am sick. Do you not see the snot running out of my nose? And she's like, you're a big boy. You know how to use a phone. You call them. And I was like, Mom, I'm so sick. And, she's like, and she just walked out of the room. And she showed us. She was like, listen, you got to learn to grow up sometimes. I'll never forget this one day. Um, we were like in eighth grade. And my mom was like, all the boys to the laundry room. And we we're like, up the stairs, you know what I mean? She was like, this is a washing machine. This is washing detergent. This is how you use the washing machine. This is how you use the dryer. She goes, from now on, you are all responsible for your clothes. And I was like, I'm never going to wear clothes again. They're all going to be destroyed and dirty, you know? My mom would say this all the time. She said, I'm not raising boys. I'm going to raise men. And I'm going to raise men that can take care of themselves someday and that can take care of their families someday. We got to raise up a generation that can be full of the Holy Spirit and have some grit to them. You know, grit isn't a bad thing in life. You know what I mean? Grit is, is, is a strength that comes from the, from the Lord. You know, like things like my mom would tell me all the time, she'd be like, listen, if you're not throwing up, you can go to work, son. You can, you can make it through the day. I, I know you can. And those are things that back then I would get so frustrated at my mom about. But I had no idea that 20 years later, there would be days that I was going to have to wake up and my wife was going to wake up and our, you know, we have kids, and we have a job, and we have a church, and I'm not feeling well. But guess what? The day's going to still go on, and this day still needs me. And I got to have some grit inside of me to make it through that day. It's okay. Number four, okay? Number four is this, okay? Uh, she was quick to forgive and quick to forget, okay? Um, this was something that was really cool. Um, in my house. Um, I'll never forget that, that whole CD thing that happened. So I'm at the table. She's got the CDs out, and she's like, listen, the CDs are going away, and um, they were like, and you're grounded for six months, okay? You've hidden, you've lied, you've broken trust. And so, and I promise you, it was six months, like two the day, like to the day. I remember like seeing my friends and they were like, we thought you were dead. You know what I mean? Like, you know, where have you been? You know? And um, I'll never forget, it was about a week later after the six month deal. And I did kind of something stupid at school. And I got home and I was like, what is it? Another six months on top of what I just, you know, had? And my mom sat me down, and she was like, listen, what is the past 
is the past. It happened in the past. We have forgiven, and now we have forgotten, and we have moved on. We'll deal with this separately, but we don't live in an economy of compounding interest of bad decisions. And that's what God the Father does for us, okay? Psalms chapter 103, okay? And we're going to look at verse 8, okay, verse 8. It says this, the Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, filled with unfailing love. Aren't you glad that every day when you wake up, the Lord's mercy is right there for you? As soon as you wake up, God's goodness and mercy and unfailing love wakes up with you and goes, that's my son, that's my daughter, I'm for you, I'm not against you, I'm with you, I want you to succeed, I want you to be blessed. This is what our God does for us. Verse 10, he does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal with us harshly with them, okay? Verse 11, his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the highest the heavens of the earth above. In verse 12, this is one of my favorite verses. says this, that he removes our sin as far from the east as to the west, as saying this, that I don't even remember these things. I know that we struggle with that. And I know that we didn't all grow up in homes like mine, but my family was quick to show us that, look, just like Jesus has forgotten your sin, we forgive your sin, and we forget about it. And we let it go, and we move forward into a new day. I'll never forget, they would always tell us, listen, after we have this conversation, there might be a consequence. But that consequence, remember, isn't because we don't love you. It's because we love you. But we want you to know that after we leave this table, like this dinner table, it's like this sacred place. After we deal with this problem and we pray about it and we put it under the blood of Jesus, we won't talk about this anymore. And that's huge because you're entering in grace You're showing your kids, you're showing your grandkids, you're showing them what a picture of Jesus really, truly looks like when we forget and we move on and we go, okay, let's move into your future. Let's let's move into the good things that God has for your future. Number five is this. Children are like arrows. Matt, um, can Matt get that? bale hay for me uh, and bring it up here uh, for me real quick. Children are like arrows. Psalms chapter 127 verse 3 through 4 says this. Children are a gift from the Lord. Now I was pondering that this morning as my son was screaming uh, through the church as you all saw. But children are a gift from the Lord. The reward from him, verse 4, says children are born, uh, uh, children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hand, okay? So I went out, and I went to uh, Cabela's the other day, okay? Think about me and Cabela's, okay? You know what I mean? They're like, hey, partner, you lose your way here, friend? You know, and like, nope, 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 I think I'm at the right place, okay? Yeah, if you can, Levi, you can just bring it up here. You might Ah, you can't hold it. Here, just put it against the wall. Put it against the wall, okay? Yeah, 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 just stand up against the wall, okay? So I went into, uh, I went into Cabela's uh, the other day. 
everybody's like, what is he going to do, okay? And um, the guy was like, uh, what do you need there, friend? And I swear, he said friend. I promise you, I'm not making that up. He said, what do you need there, friend? I said, I need a bow and arrow. And he's like, oh, we have lots of bow and arrows. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I need a children's bow and arrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just need something uh, simple. And he goes, oh, okay. So, so this is what the Bible says, okay? The Bible says this, that children are like an arrow in your quiver, okay? Now, my mom would always say this growing up. My mom would always say, listen, Jeff, you're an arrow, and I can help lead and guide and direct your life in the direction it needs to go. I'm going to aim you in a proper direction. Now, they didn't always know exactly what God wanted to do in my life and through my life or my brother's lives. And, and that's the truth because there, there's a place that when a kid finally grows up to a certain age where that kid now has to start taking the wisdom of his mom and dad but also hearing from the Holy Spirit himself or herself and, and navigating those waters. But the reality is this, that kids are like an arrow. Okay? And my mom would always say this, okay? Either I can direct where that arrow goes or somebody else will. So I'm going to choose to direct your life in a certain direction. Um, remember this one night, uh, me and my mom, we were just driving in the car, and uh, we were coming back from a clean job, and uh, we were just, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Probably talking about the nine cats that lived in our house, and if you have cats, bless your soul, okay? I'm never going to have cats in my house. But we're driving in the car, and, and my mom, like, all of a sudden, quick looks over to me and, like, looks into my eyes. And she said this statement that I've never forgotten. She looked at me, and she said, Jeff, you will never be satisfied in life unless you do exactly what the Lord wants you to do. And then she turned around and kept on driving. What was she doing? She was taking a moment in my life, in that car, and guiding the arrow. She had no idea how those words would ring in my soul through the season of my life that I walked away from the Lord. When I was 17 years old, I got a great job. I walked away from the Lord. I was doing my own thing, living my own life, pursuing my own passions. But I promise you, on a nightly basis, I could hear my mom's words ringing in my heart. Jeff, you will never be happy or satisfied unless you do exactly what the Lord wants you to do. And words like that, moments like that, directed my future, directed my path. Now, here's the deal. Okay, I need help. Shannon, you want to help me here, buddy? Okay, come on. Give it up for Shannon, everybody. Come on. No, I need you. Come on out. Come on. Come on, go on. It's like the slowest walk ever, okay? All right, you got to hold the mic, okay? You got to hold the mic. All right, so here's the deal. So an arrow is only powerful if it's in the bow, okay? So who's the bow, okay? I know Jackie was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to die today. Okay, so <laughs> everybody's so nervous right now. I love it. I love it, okay? So 
an arrow needs to get in a, into, a, into a bow, and it's going to get connected to the string, okay? Now, how many know this? When, here, I'll pull it this way. When, when I pull on that string, look at the girls. Chloe, I love you. I would never shoot you with an arrow, okay? All right. Not on purpose. When I pull that string, what happens? Somebody yell it out. Huh? Tension. Tension, pressure, okay? All right. So here's the deal. I'll give it back to you. Stay right here. Sometimes when you are guiding an arrow and you put it into the string, what's going to happen? There's going to be some tension, right? There was some moments growing up that me and my mom had some tension. I'll never forget, I, um, <laughs> I met this girl putt-putting, and I brought her to our house. Um, and uh, she hung out and had dinner with us. And uh, I'll never forget, my, listen, my mom just said it like it was. Uh, she left, and she goes, don't ever bring that hooker back here again. And I was like, Mom, she is not that. She was like, Jeff. You know what I mean? She was like, looked, she looked at me. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, there was some tension. I mean, I'm young. I'm dumb. I think I know a lot, but I know nothing. I think this girl really likes me. No, I think I really like her. No. Okay, there's times in life where there's going to be some tension. There's going to be some moments where you're going to have to direct your kids in a path, and you're going to have to go, no, that, that's, we're not going down that road. Like, I remember, um, I remember recently, um, uh, Ben came home uh, one day with a pack of Pokemon cards. And I'm not going to, I'm not here to tell you if it's right or wrong or indifferent or anything like that, okay? All I know is that me and Jess, we have to guide our son. And so he had him for about two weeks. And uh, I remember one night uh, we were in bed and I just leaned over to Jess and I was like, how do you feel about those cards that Ben has? And she goes, I don't like them. I said, I don't like him either. I said, I just don't have peace in my soul. I said, do you have peace in your soul? She said, no, I don't have peace in my soul. And so the next morning we woke up and I was like, Ben, um, I sat him down and I did my best to explain it to him, but he's seven years old. He doesn't really totally understand. I was like, Ben, we're just not going to play with Pokemon cards. And he was really mad and he was really frustrated and he was really upset. And there was a lot of tension in that day. But the reality is this, it's my job to direct that arrow. It's Jess's job to direct that arrow. It's our job to make sure that that arrow is going in the right direction and to make sure that somebody else in this world that has some stupid opinion about what my son needs to be or what her son needs to be comes and pulls that arrow back and lets it fly. Amen? My job is to direct that arrow. My wife's job is to direct that arrow, is to lead them. Because here's the deal, okay? Shannon, Christina, <laughs> you want to hold it? <laughs> no, you don't want to hold it. Here, you hold it. Okay. Shannon and Christina, guess what? They get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then what does God do? God starts to direct their hearts and lead their hearts according to what's going on in their kids. God's going to give them direction about Braden. God's going to give them direction about Belle. God's going to give them direction about Bo. Okay? 
It's not then to just hide it in your heart and go, oh, God, I hope they become that someday, right? What are they going to do? They're going to go, and they're going to take that arrow, and they're going to help that arrow get to its destination, okay? Now, I was going to shoot the arrow, but I have a feeling in my heart that it would probably just go through the wall and kill somebody on the other side of the wall, to be honest with you, because I'm not the best shot. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So stand up with me uh, this morning, okay? And I want to do this. Um, moms, raise your hand, okay? Moms, raise your hand, okay? If, if you're not a mom, I want you to just lay hands on a mom. Girls, come on over. Find, find, if you don't have a mom next to you, go find a mom, and I want you to just lay hands. We're going to pray for moms today, okay? Moms have such an important role in the family dynamic. Such an important role, okay? Moms have, uh, you know, the opportunity to make a home a peaceful home. Moms have the opportunity to make a great meal that brings the whole family together and brings joy and, and, and love to a family. Moms have the uh, job of, of so many things, there's just so many times where I, I, I wrote Jess a note for Mother's Day, and, and, um, and I was thinking about the five weeks that I was here working on the building. And, I, I mean, during those five weeks, I didn't have a thought about my kids. But she managed everything, homework and lunches and dinners and pickups and drop-offs and and she's always reminding me, hey, we got this baseball game. Listen, mom's got so much going on. So we're going to pray for grace. And we're going to put it this way, grace for the pace. Does that make sense? There's a pace as a mom, okay? And sometimes it can feel, I'm sure, overwhelming. And sometimes I'm sure it can feel like, man, how, how, how is there joy in getting to the mountaintop? But if there's a grace that comes from the Lord, a strength that comes from the Lord, he'll give you enough. Amen? And you'll be a great mom. And we got great moms in our church. We have great moms in our church. We're proud of our moms here at Elevate. You guys do an amazing job. Amen? So come on, let's lay hands on them. Just or grab their hand or let's just let's pray for moms today. Father, we thank you for moms. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would pour out a grace, a strength into our moms today, that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit, that they would have a quick, discerning spirit, Lord, that comes from you and you alone to know exactly how to lead and to guide their children. We thank you for their children. We thank you for the grandchildren. We thank you, God, that these children represent the future of your kingdom, the future of this world, the future of our cities, the future of our businesses, the future. And I thank you, God, that we have moms that are here today. Number one, speaks to that they believe and they trust in you and you alone. But, God, that they're trying to raise up godly children in an ungodly time. So I pray in the name of Jesus 
that you, by the Holy Spirit, would speak directly from the throne room into their hearts on a daily basis, that they would know their kids intimately because you know their kids intimately. You know them because you put together them bit by beast, bit by piece, and you know every hair on top of their head. So, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'd fill our moms with grace and you'd fill them with strength and you'd fill them with confidence and you'd fill them with love. God, we bless them. We bless them. We bless them, God. We love you. We love you. And we pray this and we agree it in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Moms, happy Mother's Day. We love you so much. Have a fantastic day. Um, Mom's outside. There's a little setup out there. If you want to take a picture with your family, uh, you can use your phone. Uh, You can also use uh, our father-in-law, Marcus, here. He's taking pictures. Um, You can have a professional picture done, and he'll email it to you. We just want you to feel blessed and uh, loved today. So we love you. We love you. We love you. Have a great day. We will see you next Sunday.